We are live from the studios of Memphis Continental Wrestling. This is the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Mr. Luke Jennings, live from good old Blighty over here in the UK. I'd like to wish a uh, a very happy new year to everyone listening. This is the first episode of the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast, and we are kicking off today's action from January 9th, 1982. We will be watching this from YouTube, so if you want to watch along, then um, you may. Uh, head over to YouTube and type in January 9th 1982 Memphis then you will see uh, the Memphis wrestling legends is the uh, person supplying this video this week so uh, thank you to them for supplying the video um, first I'd like to promotional consideration paid for by the following step aboard the hype train that's right it's time to hype up some brothers and sisters let's give mention to first this podcast on Twitter at memphis cast that's at memphis cast and then you can follow me west runton luke j all one word head over to at mid-atlantic pod and also find them on your podcast subscribers as as long as well as mid-south wrestling tv review and you can listen to what else is happening in the world of territorial wrestling in the 80s um, they're covering uh, you have to go back to the back catalog but you will find in their back catalog that they are covering episodes from this week in 1982 also follow at booking the territory 
which is BTT underscore podcast and at OVP podcast, all one word. Um, the guys over at OVP are covering, they cover the, the numerous years, the glory years of the 80s and 90s of WWF wrestling. Uh, BTT, Booking the Territories, they cover everything from WCW, Smoky Mountain, ECW, um, just good old fashioned, really good wrestling, old school wrestling. And both of those guys, they have Patreons. So if you head over to patreon.com and head over to uh, patreon.com forward slash OVP podcast, all one word, and then for patreon.com forward slash booking the territory. Again, all one word. Head over there. You can sign up. You can pay as little as five dollars slash five pounds a month, and you can get some great um, action. Uh, you get podcasts in your ears. You get podcasts for the eyes. You get early access. Uh, you get new. You get coverage of um, WF pay per views from OVP. You get coverage of NWA Clash of Champions plus pod, uh, pay per views over at Book in the Territory. So once again. That's the, that's the hype train. All aboard. Choo-choo. Right, let's head over now to Memphis, and we shall en- start enjoying the show. So we'll head over to YouTube. And let's join Lance Russell and Dave Brown down at ringside. Hello again, everybody. Lance Russell, Dave Brown, right along ringside. We're ready. By golly, we got a dandy of a program lined up for you today, and I think some of the match is going to be most interesting, oh, baby. Oh, I think you are right. We have the Invader coming in here to take on the Dutchman, Dutch Mantel from Oil Trough, Texas. That's the opening match today. Then Roy Rogers will be teamed with young Rick McCord. They will be going against the Midnight Express. Dennis Condry, Randy Rose, and Norvell Austin. They'll be here in the second match in tag team action. Then it's going to be uh, Speed with Jimmy Hart going against Dennis Upton in a single match. Rick Morton teams with Chief Thundercloud against the team of the Assassins. And then a six-man tag team match, our expiration of time match today. Beautiful Bobby Eaton, Stan Lane, and Sweet Brown Sugar on one side of the ring. On the other, it will be Bill Superstar Dundee and the Gibson Brothers, Rick and Robert. Ooh-wee, boy, what an expiration of time, as that's going to be for a fact. As a matter of fact, we've got some other ones, and Dave, I've also got an excellent film on a wild and woolly battle royal that I think everybody's going to enjoy. To get it all in, we better get going. We'll be back in just one moment. So, there you heard the card, Lance Russell and Dave Brown, two, in my opinion, very underrated commentators. Uh, They basically commentated the whole of Memphis, I think from 79, well up until 89. Um, And they've run down the card there for us. Uh, We've got some exciting matches coming along, and we're going to be seeing some um, future stars and a future tag team there. Um, He mentioned... Beautiful Bobby Eaton and Sweet Stan Lane teaming, but not teaming as the Midnight Express. You heard of two matches before that, the original Midnight Express of Dennis Condry and Norvell Austin. We're going to be teaming together, which is going to be uh, exciting to see. And we're going to be seeing a couple of um, young up-and-comers by the name of Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. But again, not teaming with each other. So let's head down to the ring and see what we've got. Uh, his opponent, the Invader, stepping up to ringside, and we are about ready to go with a one-fall 15-minute time limit match. The Invader, 200 pounds, is listed wrestling weight. Dutch, 224 pounds from Oil Trough, Texas. 
the current holder of that AWA Southern Championship belt, Dutch Mantell. This match, one fall, 15-minute time limit, and the referee is Jerry Calhoun. Bell time, and here we go, Davey. So here we go, we are in action, the Invader versus Dutch Mantell. The Invader, wearing a mask with yellow and black trunks. Dutch Mantell with his customary black singlet and very hairy torso. As you would expect, a wrestling clinic here by the Dutchman. As always, the everescent Jerry Calhoun as the referee here. Colin type here, both men. Vader here, no slouch. As we said previously on the pilot episode, um, which you can find on Podbean, we did say that a lot of these matches aren't necessarily um, squash matches. Um, when you see WWF TV, when you see NWA TV from this time, it's a lot of squash matches. Um, and what you don't see in Memphis are squash matches, technically. I've only seen a couple of episodes. And all the matches are competitive. Um, the competitive matches. Um, sorry that. They're competitive matches. Um with a superstar and a guy that you've not necessarily seen, but I would imagine was probably in the loop around the Tennessee area. So very rarely will you see the the um, underneath talent being squashed. A lot of time they'll put up, a, you know, there's a few good moves in there and stuff. So, but as you would expect, Dutch Mantel here, he is, uh, I think at this point, a ten-year veteran. Um. He would obviously go on to have a legendary career in WCW, WWE. Uh, he was part of the, I think, backstage crew as well in WWE, as well as on screen with Uncle Zebakaya and uh, Zeb Coulter in recent years. A very good. He uh, sort of ran the book in um, Puerto Rico in the 80s and 90s. But the invader here is showing uh, he's no slouch. Big, big Irish whip into the corner. Now this isn't one of the invaders from Puerto Rico. This is it. Just seems like a um, just a skinny white dude. Was billed two hundred pounds. I don't see it myself, but Dutch Mantel's now had enough of the invader and his big double thrust to the throat. One, two, three. It's all over. The Dutchman wins. 28 seconds of time on it, and the win in the match, Dutch Mantel. All right, I'll tell you what, uh, when the invader started going after him, he started off by going at the eyes, and then bang, whipped him in the corners and so forth like that. Old Dutch shifted it into high, and uh, it was not too long before it was all over. We got more action coming up. We're going to be back to it in just a moment. A packed crowd here at the... Uh... Memphis Wrestling TV Studios, as you would expect, 
in the 80s. Okay, back to Channel 3's championship wrestling action here in just a moment. Hey, Tuesday night, back in the Louisville Gardens, you bet. Regular Tuesday night action only is not so regular, my friend. Big night of it, you better believe, with a triple main event and no increase in price. Southern heavyweight title match, Rick and Robert Gibson against the Midnight Express. And then the third main event is going to be Bill Dundee and Steve Kern against the Cuban and the Iranian Assassins for the Southern Tag Team title. Now, I want to bring the Express over here, Dennis Condry, Randy Rose, and Norvell Austin, Rick and Robert Gibson. I think that uh, when this program was taped, they showed that they're not afraid of the Express, at least. Let me tell you something, Lance Russell. If you give me a board or two before in my hand, brother, I'll fight a giant. I'll fight anybody, because with a board, son, you can beat somebody's brains out. Do you know that, Lance oh, Russell? Now, let me say this. I admit we did take the Gibsons a little bit too lightly on a couple of occasions. But let me say this, boys. You've got $3,000 that belongs to us. You have made it. You have got it. You have taken it away from us, but we will get it back at your expense. Well, we'll have the opportunity to see it coming up Tuesday night in the Louisville Gardens. And in addition to that, a big night of championship action for the first family. You know, a lot of people probably wonder how in the world can Jimmy Hart week after week come up with title shots? Well, simply because I am the smartest man in professional wrestling. But even being the smartest man in professional wrestling, I do realize that time is running out. Angel, Ali, this could be your last chance, baby. The belts are on the line. It's up to you. Come on, Stan. You know something, Lance Russell? I'm going to come out here and make physical threats against Dutch Mantel. But Dutch, I want you to be aware of just one fact, brother that you're going against, pound for pound, one of the greatest wrestlers in the sport today, brother, and I plan on leaving that ring with your strap. You'll see it, Southern Heavyweight title match, the Gibsons against the Express, and the Cuban and the Iranian Assassin challenging Dundee and Kern Tuesday night at the Garden. Let's take a look at some of the action. 23. So what we saw there was some interviews for the upcoming uh house shows, Louisville Gardens uh, Mid-South Coliseum was a regular loop back in the day, you heard there from the Midnight Express, now like I said not the, that's the original Midnight Express not the first incarnation of the Jim Cornette Midnight Express this was uh, Randy Rose Dennis Condry and Norvell Austin, Norvell Austin um, became was a tag team partner with Coca Beware they were the PYT tag team in uh, Memphis and I believe Mid-South as well. Um, this is no January 1982. We're about 18 months away from the Midnight Express being Dennis Condry, Bobby Eaton and Jim Cornette who um, in September of 1983 went to Mid-South as part of a talent trade between Memphis and Mid-South. Um, Bill Dundee was the booker of Memphis. He then became the booker of Mid-South because Mid-South, run by Bill Watts, was um, not struggling, but everything was getting a bit stale, so they did a talent exchange, which resulted in the likes of the Midnight Express then going to Mid-South, and then their popularity and their exposure was um, uh, was um, shown, because Mid-South had, Mid had a far more greater coverage um, in the New Orleans area, New Orleans, Louisiana area than Memphis did. And then secondly, there you heard Jimmy Hart. This is um, a couple of years before Jimmy Hart would become the man for the South in WWE. Um, and there he was managing Stan Lane, Stan Lane of the heel, um, as, a, as a cocky young heel there. Uh, he's after the title of Dutch Mantel. 
So let's go back to ringside and see what Dave Brown has to say for himself. Three-man, two-ring battle royal is the way it started, and here it is. Martin Gibson, Condry and Rose as Martin as Paul Martin walking Norvell Austin back to the dressing room. The Mid-South Coliseum from a few days ago. This show aired January the 9th, was taped January the 1st, 1982. And we're seeing some action here that was taped in the, I think, late part of December. Assurance in action of a tag team double ring battle royal. Just seen footage of Randy Rose and Dennis Condry, the Midnight Express winning. Now this reincarnation of the mid the original reincarnation of the Midnight Express would later reform in nineteen eighty-eight in WCW and they would be managed by Paul Heyman and they would feud with the Jim Cornette Ex Midnight Express. Paul Martin had counted out Rick Gibson after Condry had gotten back in after the you may have heard Paul Morton there mentioned. He is the referee in Memphis and is the father of Ricky Morton, one half of the Rock and Roll Express. The Midnight Express working on Rick Gibson. And they certainly... Ricky Gibson is the brother of Robert Gibson, the second half of the Rock and Roll Express. Declared to be Randy Rose... But a lot of objections from the crowd, and I think you saw it. Rick Gibson hung in the corner. Midnight Express here are beating down Ricky Gibson. The fans aren't happy, as you can imagine. The heel, the dastardly heels, getting the. Getting the one up on the baby face. Absolutely pounding away. Pounding the stew out of Rick Gibson. But here come some people. You can hear the crowd. Robert Gibson's now coming back down here. It's a two on three at the minute. Ricky, Ricky Gibson is getting absolutely the snot being out of him by three, the three of the Midnight Express. But now the Midnight Express are attacking Robert Gibson. I believe the uh, the two ring battle royals were popular in the, the Memphis Territory back in the day. They would later become fashionable in WCW in the late 80s. The King of the Ring, King of the Hill, double, um, double ring 
Battle Royals, which would lead to like Battle Bowl and the Lethal Lottery events happening in uh, the very early 90s in WCW. Two referees are trying to help. The two referees are trying to help the uh, Gibson boys, but the referees are getting attacked. Both the Gibson boys seem to be bleeding as well because they're getting absolutely annihilated by the Midnight Express with a boot. Jer referee Jerry Calhoun getting thrown around like a rag doll. Absolute. Wild scenes here in Memphis. This is what we would. This is what we sort of would hear from Memphis: is wild brawls night after night. So, like I said, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at MemphisCast. You can follow me on Twitter at Westrunt and Luke J. You can find us on um, Podbean. To listen to this episode and future episodes, you can go to Memphis Wrestling. That's Memphis, W-R-A-S-S-L-I-N, all one word, dot podbean.com. We're also available on uh, Apple um, Podcast Addict as well. But if you keep an eye on the Twitter, then you'll see I'll post all the new episodes on there week after week. So we've got some, got some help here now for the, for the baby faces. Well, the Midnight Express, most unhappy, even though Randy Rose declared the winner, they've been fined $1,000 apiece, and that's the way that one ended up. They are up there in the ring right Substantial now. fines levied against them, and while they're doing all the complaining and moaning and groaning about it, they had it coming from the way that tape, you could see it right there. Now, in the ring, we're going to see him live. Let's go, Dave, with the official introduction. Introducing at a total weight of 435 pounds from Nashville, Tennessee, Roy Rogers and his partner from Salem, Virginia, Rick McCord. Going against him at a wrestling weight of 477 pounds, the Midnight Express. The Midnight Express, Dennis Condry, Randy Rose, and Norvell Austin. This match one fall, 15-minute time limit. Referee Jerry Calhoun. Looks like it's going to be. Uh, well, it's hard to tell, but it looks like maybe Roy is going to win this one. So we've got the three, <clears throat> the three members here of the Midnight Express: Dennis Conji, Randy Rose, and Norvell Austin, all in the ring. They're going to be sort of wrestling under three free bird rule, I believe. Any one of the, any two of the Express will be in the ring. And it seems to be going for Dennis Condry and Randy Rose. Colin Abbott top staff. Shoulder tackle by Rip Rogers. Roy Rogers, sorry. Rip Rogers is someone completely different. Roy Rogers. Like we said as well in the pilot, hopefully you listen to the pilot. Um, this is basically raw. I'm watching, if you're watching this, I'm watching it for the first time. Um, so 
please do apologize. I do apologize for any mistakes that are made. Um, we're sort of doing this kind of raw, very little editing. Um, there's going to be a few little segments posted through, but very little editing. So I do apologize for any roughness and rawness, but it's in the spirit of Memphis. Memphis was sort of raw and edgy. So that's, what, that's the kind of um, experience we're going through. So take it back to Lance. Against Roy Rogers. One ball, 15 minute time on the doubt. And Rogers catches Randy Rose. Tag now into Rick McCord, who's continuing to work the headlock. Again, typical of Memphis. I've said this before, I said this in the last match. This isn't a squash match. You would instantly think Midnight Express versus two dudes. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a, a squash. Not at all. Midnight Express are taking they're bumping and they're selling for these two gentlemen. Like they would do if they were up against the Fantastics. Colin over type again. Rick McCord with the headlock once again. Uh, oh, lovely, lovely backdrop by Randy Rose, tag to Dennis. Dennis coming like a house of fire, back elbow off the Irish whip, big slam by Dennis, and a beautiful knee drop. Double fist. Crowd fully behind Rick McCord and Roy Rogers. Randy Rose back in now with a uh, tags back in Dennis. Dennis working over Rick in the corner and Oh, lovely suplex there by Dennis Condry. And that's just a stomp to the chest. Into the knee. Tag to Randy Rose. Norvell Austin's outside. Cheering his boys on. Oh, big slam by Randy. And a... Oh, jumping knee. Tag to Dennis. Beautiful Beautiful tag team work here by these two gentlemen. You think Midnight Express, you think tag, tag, tag team specialists. And that is true in any very, <clears throat> any variation of the Midnight Express. Oh. Decapitator. Double team manoeuvre there by the Midnight. And Dennis has got him up on his shoulder. Is he going up for a power slam? The Gibsons have just run in and attacked the Midnights with uh, a couple of bits of plywood. Midnight Express will win by disqualification. And Robert Gibson and Rick Gibson with boards in their hands have busted the hands wailing away. Absolutely wailing away on the Midnight Express here with a couple of plywood boards. 
Randy Rose has been good lord, Randy Rose has been busted open. Jesus. They were solid. I, were, I thought they were plywood boards. They're absolutely solid boards. No wonder Randy Rose is bleeding. And this is Saturday morning, people. You wouldn't have seen blood on on this kind of TV. They absolutely got absolutely waylaid. Kids in the crowd are crying because there's, there's blood. Gee whiz. By the Midnight Express. Previously, I can't say that I really blame him, Davey. No, indeed. I tell you, one of those uh, where the action as it ends on disqualification when the Gibson brothers hit the ring. Time when the disqualification occurred, 4 minutes, 38 seconds, and the official winners of the match, the Midnight Express. says Dennis Upton and referee Jerry Calhoun step up into the ring here comes speed the opponent Jimmy Hart Jimmy's got his own chair now it's uh, bright red and on the back it says Jimmy Hart I'm not sure what else it says but uh, anyway it's now at ringside and we are about ready to go one fall 15 minute time limit match from Tupelo Mississippi at 212 pounds Dennis Upton and going against him from the first family the manager Jimmy Hart at a wrestling weight of 210 pounds speed. This match one fall 15 minute time limit. Referee Jerry Calhoun. Speed. Dennis Upton. As the bell sounds, action underway. Upton. Tall guy. He's got a height advantage of about 9, 10 inches on speed. Speed backs him to the ropes. Takes a swing at him, and Upton had left the area by the time the fist got there. Then it's backed onto the ropes again. So we are back for some more action. Sorry, though. I was just trying to find out if I could find anything about this speed gentleman. He is being managed by Jimmy Hart. He's wearing a mask, black mask with blonde hair sticking out of it. And I'm just trying to find out if I could see who he was. At the minute, I can't. But once again, um, the weights of these gentlemen being billed as like 210, 220, I think um, they're very, um, very uh, promising because the, the looks of these guys, they're about the 190, 200 pound mark. So Dennis Upton here, though, has got the upper hand against the gentleman called Speed. Working the arm. Good, good proper wrestling here. You see, you're seeing headlocks, you're seeing collar and elbow tie ups, you're seeing arm bars. Good, good old fashioned wrestling. None of this uh, flipping and kicking bullshit. crowd a bit sort of succumbed to this match really after the annihilation that they saw previously with the Gibsons beating up the Midnight Express but this is a good nice technical match really something you'd see possibly on World of Sport back over here in the UK oh neat of the neat of the midsection by speed so he now regains control of the matchup. And uh oh, lovely backdrop. 
Jimmy Hart being very quiet here. He's at ringside, sitting on his chair. This isn't the customary um, mega horn loud Jimmy Hart we would get in a couple of years when he joined uh, the WWF. Dennis Upton's a good uh, four or five inches taller than Speed, if not bigger. But Speed is managing to throw him around quite well. Ooh. As I say that, Dennis Upton's got the upper hand once again. Oh, flying clothesline. One, two, three. It's all over. He got him with uh, somewhat of a clothesline off the rope. And Speed ends up uh, getting the victory there as a result. Dennis Upton leaving the ring, put up a good fight, but did not get the victory in the end. Jimmy Hart and Speed leaving the area. The victory goes to Speed. The time on it, 3 minutes, 8 seconds. 3.08 the time. We'll be back with more wrestling action for you in a moment. Coming up next, we've got the Assassins versus Rick Morton and Chief Thundercloud. Back to Wave Country's Championship Wrestling here in just one moment. Let me tell you about the action coming up in the territory. Friday, January the 22nd, Winslow, Indiana. Big 13-man battle royal will be the main event. Saturday the 23rd, Campbellsville, Kentucky. AWA Southern Tag Team Championship match. Dundee and Kern will uh, will uh, rather defend their title against Eaton and Brown Sugar. And Thursday the 28th, Ratcliffe, Kentucky. North Harding High School, also a big battle royal going on there. More about that one later on. Now, Tuesday night, and we are back on Tuesday. Morton and Thundercloud against Nightmare and Speed. Bobby Eaton against Rick McCord. Sweet Brown Shearer against Tojo Yamamoto. Triple main event, no increase in price. Mantell defends against Stan Lane. Hart and Stan's corner, and it's going to be Bill Dundee and Dutch's corner. Then the Midnight Express go against Rick and Robert Gibson in a grudge match. And finally, an AWA Southern Tag Team Championship match. Cuban and Iranian Assassins challenge Bill Dundee and Steve Kern. Be there. And Rick Morton already in the ring before we get the Cuban and the Iranian Assassins out here. I want to get the king, Jerry Lawler, who uh, we've asked him to come on out here, bring us an update report on how he's doing. Jerry. All right. You're looking great. My golly, got a gorgeous new sport coat on there. It's not new, Lance. Huh? Come on, give me a break. Oh, okay. Yeah. All different kind of looks like a Puerto Rican prom dress, doesn't it? <laughs> you want to sit down with us, and uh, and Davey will take on the official introductions. Okay, Dave. All right, this is going to be a one-fall, 15-minute time limit match, introducing a total weight of 407 pounds from San Carlos, Arizona, Chief Thundercloud, and from Nashville, Tennessee, Rick Morton. The opponents are not here yet. But as soon as they arrive, we'll tell you who they are. It is a one-fall. Oh, here they come. The Assassins with Jimmy Hart. He's just sitting out here, Jimmy, just just to do the... All right, they've arrived. Now, their total weight, 456 pounds, with their manager, Jimmy Hart. The Assassins, the Cuban Assassin, and the Iranian Assassin. One fall, 15-minute time limit match, and the referee is Jerry Calhoun. Okay, we're about ready to go as the uh, Cuban and the Iranian Assassins, our guest commentator, Jerry Lawler. 
So we are joined by Jerry Lawler in the commentation station. He's currently feuding with uh, Jimmy Hart. This is 1982. This feud with Jimmy Hart would lead to the uh, infamous feud between himself and Andy Kaufman. Uh, we will be covering this in future episodes, so don't don't uh, don't fear. We will cover this feud in future episodes. But we've got Ricky Morton and Chief Thundercloud against the Iranian and the Cuban assassin. What makes them Iranian and what makes them Cuban is that they've both got beards. <laughs> All he can go. Jimmy Hart pacing up and down the side over here. I don't think he wants to sit down too close to over where the king is. Uh, I just hope sitting. he turns back. Again, lovely teamwork here by Ricky Morton and Chief Thundercloud. Working the arm of the Iranian assassin. Shadow tackle by Morton. And a oh, lovely hip toss. Armbar. Complaining that referee. Trying to get the attention off of him. I think one of the strongest things to get the Devilies do that Hart does is distract the wrestler in the ring. He will get you so mad with his horsing around and sticking you with that walking stick and whatever that he distracts that wrestler. Makes it very difficult to concentrate on uh, the side. Well, look at that right there. He's distracting the referee. He gets the referee's back. Cuban assassin now is tagged in for the first time. Going up against Chief Thundercloud. To... Um, flowing locks of black hair by these two gentlemen very similar to uh, Pampiro Furpo crowd getting behind Thundercloud and Morton And to make it more obvious that the Iranian assassin is Iranian, he's wearing his uh, curly, uh, per curly toe boots, semblant of Iron Sheik. Crisscross now by Morton and the Iranian. Hip toss by the Iranian assassin off the ropes. Hip toss by Morton. Another arm, beautiful arm drag there by Ricky Morton.
Hart doing a little whispering of the Cuban assassin. I can tell you that that will bring no good out of it. Oh, there's a good. Oh, uh, he got away. Yeah, Rick spun, went into that drop kick immediately. Hassan got out of the way. Look at Hart. He's as happy as he can be now. from the Cuban assassin. Look at those boots that Iranian assassin. Lance, you didn't pose for those boots, model your nose for those boots, dude. Look at those things. Big hooks on there. He didn't wear those things just for decoration either. He uses them. He'll slam the head into them. Assassin's still managing to get the upper hand on Ricky Morton. Jerry Calhoun having a difficult time here, apprehending the the heels. Oh, oh, miscalculation there by the assassins. Cuban assassin had Ricky Morton hooked up on the ropes. Oh, and the Iranian assassin went to went to hit him, but Ricky managed to get out of the way, causing the Iranian assassin to collide with the Cuban assassin. Ricky Morton's got the tag. Chief Thunderclouds in like a house of fire. Oh, beautiful chops. One. Nope. Two count. All four men now in the ring. Nope. Referee's missing the count. Nope. Nope. Referee's having trouble here. Keeping up with what's going on in the ring. The assassins have managed to get the upper hand back working over Chief Thundercloud in the corner. They try to keep the fresh man in the ring at all times. When you're wrestling in a tag team, that's about the most important thing you need to remember. Keep that fresh man in the ring. Very, one, two, very back and forth match here between these two teams. Both teams sort of getting the upper hand for a good couple of minutes and then, uh, then losing it to, and then gaining again. Very seven minutes of action here. Assassins using the boots. Running Ricky Morton headfirst into the boot of the Cuban assassin three times. Cuban assassin just wearing normal state, normal type boots, not the Iranian pointy toed ones. Oh, lovely suplex. Standing suplex by the Iranian assassin. One, two, no. Oh, Chief Thundercloud comes to break it in. Up.
tagged by Reggie Morton. Two Thundercloud is back in. Chopping both assassins. Knife edge chop, knife edge chop, knife edge chop, knife edge chop. How much wood could a Thundercloud chop if a Thundercloud could chop wood? Oh, double clothesline by the assassins on the chief. One, two, three. That's it, it's over. The assassins have won. And at about the 8 minute and 14 second mark, somewhere in there, the winners are going to be the Cuban and the Iranian assassin. As they come out victorious over Rick Morton and Chief Thundercloud, they did it with a dandy little double team. And uh, that adds up to a victory for the first family in their effort against Morton and Chief Thundercloud. Jerry, we're going to take a moment out right now. Appreciate you coming by. May see you a little while here. Right, stick around, and by golly, we'll be back in just one moment. Coming up next, we've got six-man tag team action. For it, the six-man tag team action. Coming in here, actually seven of them. One is not supposed to be in the ring at any time. That's Jimmy Hart. He's in with his first family members. And, oh, look out, Bobby Eaton. This match is going to be to the expiration of time. Team with the most falls to their credit when the time expires will be the winners of the match. Introducing at a total of 666 pounds from Huntsville, Alabama, Bobby Eaton from Delray Beach, Florida, Stan Lane, and from Union City, Tennessee, Sweet Brown Sugar, their manager, Jimmy Hart. Going against them, total of 668 pounds. From Pensacola, Florida, the Gibson brothers, Rick and Robert. And from Australia, the superstar, Bill Dundee. This match, to the expiration of time, Jerry Calhoun, the referee. So as you heard there, it's a six-man tag, expiration time running. And it's as many falls as you can get in the time left. So it's sort of a, an Iron Man kind of six-man tag team match. So we've got Sweet Brown Sugar, Beautiful Bobby Eaton, Sweet Stan Lane against Bill Dundee and the Gibsons. Sweet Brown Sugar and Bill Dundee to start. Sugar down. Steps over. Good drop kick. Beautiful drop kick there by Bill Dundee. Building D in the fluorescent green trunks. Sweet brown sugar in the red and blue trunks. Rick Gibson with the red singlet. Very similar to what Bullet Bob Armstrong would wear. In comes Stan Line. Stan Line wearing a beige trunks a beautiful 1970s moustache rubber Gibson in now red trunks headlock on sweet stand line sweet stand oh beautiful Stan tags in beautiful Bobby Eaton Jimmy Hart having a few problems outside the ring with Bill Dundee going under the ring trying to grab him. Oh, 
probably eating wearing red and blue trunk red and blue trousers against Robert Gibson in a situation we would find ourselves very familiar with in the next upcoming years. By Dundee from outside. Over to the corner, the tag on Sweet Brown Sugar. Bobby Eaton got the tag there just before he got the tag to come out. He hit his his uh, customary fist, bottom of the bottom of the palm of the hand to the face, which is a staple of the Bobby Eaton creator move set. Bill Dundee now tagged in. Back elbow to Brown Sugar. Like we said before, and which is and is legendary with Memphis. Memphis built a lot of careers, built the career of Jerry Lawler. It was a stepping stone for various other teams, like we've seen here. Um, Swiss, uh, Stan Line, Bobby Eaton. The Gibsons, the Mortons. It was the the starting of the career. Jimmy Jim Cornette started here. Um, Memphis was the starting block for a lot of people's careers back in the day. Bobby Eaton now in the ring with Bill Dundee. Expiration of time match. The first fall of action. Eaton Dundee. They're really beating on each other. Oh, miscalculated that one. Went to punch Dundee in the corner, but he ended up punching Stan Line. Bobby, a uh, Bill Dundee, quite happy doing a little, a little Australian jig. Preoccupied. Now they make up over here in the corner. Here comes Stan Lane. Stan Lane and Bill Dundee now going at it. Numerous men in the ring now trying to take the advantage. Poor Jerry Calhoun here's had an evening of it. What with new tag team matches and tag team matches that have just descended into chaos and now this six notice the assassins have just now run in. Jerry Calhoun's Absolute chaos here. First family bails out. The assassins had run in, and then Steve Kern ran in for the save. So the first, the first family have lost the first fall due to a disqualification and then we may be seeing some more action afterwards but it doesn't quite look like it we're ready more action still to go right here we've already had plenty of it on channel 3's championship wrestling tuesday night goodness gracious a triple main event down there and no increase in price Eight do apologize we have lost the picture 
and we're back again. Uh, we could have used you. <laughs> you know, a moment when those guys jumped in, they had the whole first family in there. You know, uh, uh, Jerry, I did ask you to stay over just a second because I wanted first to show everybody you're staying up and looking healthy and going to be back in there in about a week, right? Yeah, I feel real good, Lance. Uh, I'm just, like you say, waiting on the doctors okay. Uh, I feel 100%. I feel as good, you know. I, of course, there never was really a lot of, a lot of pain with the thing. And so uh, I'm just uh, waiting to see that the doctor says everything's okay. But I think I talked to him on the phone yesterday, and he said probably next week be ready to go. All right. Listen, something I wanted to ask you about. Now, here you had the first family, and we had the match going, a six-man match. Cuban and the Iranian assassins jumping. You got the whole family. A lot of people ask me about this. You know, why the promoters let, let something like that go on? What is this thing? I mean, these guys just go wild. Well... Yeah, I understand what you get. The people are saying, you know, can't somebody, can't you or the promotion or somebody do something about this? Well, you got to understand that the promotion probably is doing about everything they can to uh, to curb this. I mean, they find the guys, they threaten with suspensions, but you got to understand uh, two things about wrestling. First of all, uh, you know, this is not a sissy sport or anything, Lance. This no is way. a rough sport. You're going to expect this kind of stuff when you get in this business. If you can't stand the heat, stay out of the kitchen. Mm. So the wrestlers themselves, they expect this kind of thing. Second of all, you've got to understand that uh, this is also, it's a sport and it's also a business. It's the way I make my living. It's the way I, everybody in this makes their the money. And, and uh, you know, they say that the money is the really the, not only the root of all evil, it's about the root of everything. And the way to make a lot of money in the wrestling business is uh, to be the featured wrestler. And a lot of these guys come out here just trying to do that. They try to get themselves, uh, uh, you know, as notorious and, and try to make as much confusion and just, to, you know, just to be on yeah. doing something all the time, trying mm -hmm. to create some sort of controversy. And, and I think that's, that's what Hart is trying to do. You know, he's trying to be the biggest thing that's ever hit this area. And in his mind, the way to do that is to interfere in every match is to make the people as mad at him as he possibly can and to make the other wrestlers as mad at him as he possibly can. And he's doing a dead gum good job of it. Because you, he's got, you know, everybody Everybody wants to get Hart. So. You and Billy have mentioned this, the fact that Hart feeds these guys uh, this snow job, so to speak, about how to great and how to be this and that. And and I got to believe that, boy, he is doing some of that mind control stuff. Sure. Because these I mean, guys are just insane. Well... Hart surrounds himself with this whole, you know, a whole group of guys. He calls them family. But if you if you pay attention to the situation, Hart is always and tries to remain the center of attention. You know, he may come out here and tell everybody, yeah, I've got the world's greatest athlete, mm -hmm. but he wants to be the star. Mm -hmm. He wants to be the big shot. Yeah. Thank you. Alrighty, more action still to go right here. We've already had plenty of it on Channel 3's Championship Wrestling Tuesday night. Goodness gracious, a triple main event down there and no increase in price. AWA Southern tagged our heavyweight championship match, the Gibsons against the Midnight Express, and an AWA Southern tag championship match coming up. First, I want to call Rick and Robert in here. The folks have already seen it now, and when we taped it, by golly, you guys came in there a little hot and had boards in your hand against the Midnight Express. You're going to be meeting them Tuesday night. That's right, Tuesday night, Lance. First of all, I'd like to say it might not have been the right way to do it, but it seems like it's the only way to do it from now on. We're sick and tired of going out and being Mr. Nice Guy. Seems like nice guys always finish last. So we're going out for one thing, and that's to beat you. Y'all come down here saying we're stepping stones. You're going to walk over us and get to the belts. 
Well, we want the belts just as much as you, probably more, because we had them for just a short time. I know Bill has them and Steve has them. They're nice guys, but we want the belts too. Midnight Express, you bring on down to Louisville Gardens, brother. We're ready. Rick and Robert Gibson, Billy, you and Steve are going to have it on the line. The belts will be against the assassins. That's right. Jimmy Hart really thinks he's done something. He really thinks he's got us back to the wall. He forced us into a title shot. Well, let me tell you something, Snake. You forgot to read the contract. It doesn't say no stipulations on that match. So all we got to do, brother, is just jerk you up into the ring. The match is over and the fight starts. Because we ain't forgot what happened last week, Daddy. I've been busted open a few times before. But when it's a snake like you, it does it with that walking stick, brother. I'm going to take it this week and shove it where the sun don't shine. Thank you. I believe, Steve, that uh, you could use a little more of that fighting with the assassins and Hari, too. Well, I'm not only interested in our match. I'm interested in the match with the Gibsons because I'm going to be watching them. Those two teams are trying to get a position to have a title shot. And they're two good teams. They're going to be fighting their hearts out. And I'll say this. Billy's fired up and I'm fired up. Well, we might not be able to throw fire like Jimmy Hart and his team, but I'll tell you what, we can throw these and we can throw them just as fast and as hard as you want to throw them and as hard as you want to get in there, we'll just deliver it right back to you. We're the champions, we're coming with the belts, and we're going to be leaving with the belts. You'll be looking for it in there. Title. Opening match today was Dutch Mantell defeating the Invader. Midnight Express, Dennis Condry, Randy Rose, Norvell Austin on the outside as they defeated Roy Rogers and Rick McCord by disqualification when the Gibsons came in and uh, had something to say to the Midnight Express with a couple of boards. It was Speed defeating Dennis Upton in about three minutes. The Assassins over Rick Morton and Chief Thundercloud in a tag team match. And then in the uh, six-man tag action, the expiration of time match, time did expire after that first fall. But Bill Dundee, Rick, and Robert Gibson were the winners of it as they won by disqualification uh, on Bobby Eaton, Stan Lane, and Sweet Brown Sugar when the Assassins, the Cuban and Iranian, uh, hit the ring uh, at 4 minutes 22 seconds. Referee at that point disqualified the first family. So the win in the six-man expiration of time match goes to superstar Bill Dundee and the Gibson brothers, Rick and Robert. You know, uh, Dave, I know the folks like to see the rough-and-tumble stuff and all, but sometimes we read when the circumstances like today, we just felt like that, boy, it was ready to blow loose and get out of hand and uh, all of that, and it was just a good thing not to have another fall right, right. at that particular point. So we uh, did have an opportunity to bring you a lot of action for Dave Brown. Lance Russell saying bye-bye. are selected and paid by parties other than and that's it ladies and gentlemen that's it for this week's episode of the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast I would firstly like to say thank you very much for listening please 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 like subscribe retweet whatever you do share the love share the love of Memphis Wrestling don't forget you can find us at memphiswrestling.podbean.com you can find us on Apple you can find us on Podcast Addict you can follow us on Twitter at MemphisCast you can follow myself at Westrun and Luke J. Don't forget to give our friends over at Mid Atlantic Pod, Mid South Wrestling, Booking the Territory, and OVP a like, a follow, a subscribe, a listen. They're on all the podcasting um, platforms that we have. We are going to be back at the end of the month, and I'm going to be doing this going forward. Um, there's going to be a poll on Twitter. You have two options. You can watch and listen to January the 28th, 1989 or January the 29th, 1983. The poll will be up today um, as of the end of this recording. Today is the 9th of January. Um, so this episode that we've just watched, this was the 39th anniversary of it airing. 
Um, so the poll is going to be up there from tonight for about five days. You can go January the 28th, 1989, January the 29th, 1983. So once again, thank you very much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure doing this for you. I've been Luke Jennings. This has been Memphis Wrestling, and we are out of here.